Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today. By providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain, Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Oh, good morning. With an Oops. echo there. Right. Mr. Engineers, push whatever <laughs> button you have to to get rid of that echo so I don't okay. go crazy. That's right. Okay, so good morning, Dr. Mixon. Oh, boy, you might have to have good your headphones morning. off. Yep, I'll take my headphones off yeah. so that I can you know, <clears throat> actually talk. And believe it or not, this is Lynette. Allergies. Oh, it takes my voice away for a few days, and this is that few days out of the month. I so see. I'm a little uh, tricky. But you know what? I brought in our new producer, Mark Holland, who will uh, be doing some of the talking and helping with some of the phone calls today, which will be great. Great time for him because he'll be filling in for me when I uh, take off. So, okay, as our engineer is working on that really bad echo, we will, uh, let's talk, let's get the phone number first, 206-644-6006 is the number, and we need you to call in, oops, the wrong number, uh, boy, here's the number, 800-465-8770, this is just today, isn't it, Wow. Live radio. Here you go, folks. 800-465-8770. I will take all the, uh, oh, poor girl. She sounds so sad. I'll take all those. I feel totally fine. Just no voice today. Why is that, Dr. Mixon? What happens? Why do our vocal cords go away during allergy season? Swelling. Inflammatory oh. reaction from mast cell degranulation, if you must know. But- okay. <laughs> and if you talk for a living? That's it's a real problem, yes. But yes. of course, most people get the runny nose and the puffy eyes. And I don't get that. Mucus, but you just get the voice. I get the voice and, well, yeah, a little you, bit of a runny nose. You make so. your living, you know, talking. Mm. And so, of course, the good Lord had to say, how can I make her the least comfortable? Yes. So <laughs> a few days out of the month of May, this is me. So, okay. So, uh, Mark, why don't we introduce you? Hi there, Mark. Hi there, Lynette. As there I affectionately go. call you mom and That's you call me right. son, we've known each other a long time. That's right. You actually Over- trained me uh, 30 years ago yes. in radio. Long time ago. Now Mark is here, uh, so you'll be hearing him as a, a host throughout the year as well, popping in and uh, producing our show, Leading Edge Medicine, and also Beautiful You with Dr. Umat. Oh, wow. I'm continuing to do that on uh, Wednesdays. We usually record that show and having a lot of fun. I was actually hoping to meet uh, yes. Dr. Umat today. I've never yes. actually met her in person, all uh-huh. this remote stuff we do these days. That's I've right. known her for a while remotely, but not uh, in yeah, person. But she is taking this weekend off. Uh, uh, her husband's family up in Canada, they're kind of traveling up for the weekends. So I guess they're going to be gone this weekend and next. So, okay. okay. So it's just me today. Unless, just you. you know, we drag one of the other doctors who sometimes talk for, with us come in, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in and talk about medical updates, news, medical updates, yeah. things that are happening in the world this I week. I actually had one come across my desk this week that surprised me a bit. Um See, have they gotten rid of the echo? Yes, they have. Good. I put my headphones back on. Just you now. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Me and and my shadow. Mark sings too, so he's going to be singing along with you. Okay. Uh, Now, I had one come across my desk that surprised me a bit. They were actually looking at uh, some retrospective data on somewhere in the neighborhood of 170,000 people over an 18-year period. So it's a pretty good size uh, uh, review. And the question was, what is the impact 
of sugar versus non-sugar drinks on mortality on people's, mm. not just on health, but on death rates from all causes. Okay. And they found a couple of interesting things. People who consume a sugary beverage like Coke or Pepsi or root beer or even the sweet tea, they have an overall mortality of 120%. That is 20% higher than the average American death. Mm. Wow. And their cardiovascular death rate is 25% higher than the average American death. So one sugared drink per day increases your risk of premature death by 20 to 25%. Wow. And and sometimes people will think that's probably a cup or is that one drink? Because some people think they're giant, big you know, yeah, they guzzler listed, is their one drink. A drink per day. <sighs> okay, so like a it's, regular it's whatever, size. Or, it's whatever ordinary people drink, which these days oh, is boy. probably 16 ounces. Yeah. Um, but then they, they looked at that with people that used a non-sugared artificial sweetener, because artificial sweeteners are kind of frowned on by a large segment of the population. But it turned out those people's death rate was 5% lower than the average American. So drinking that sugared drink got you 20 to 25% higher than average, but a artificial, artificially flavored got you down by 5% below. Pretty interesting. Okay. Um, then they t- said, well, what about water and tea? If you, if you substituted water or tea for your drink. Well, it turns out that tea gave you a 22% reduction below the average American. Ooh, okay. So people who substituted a, a tea uh, reduced their death rate by 22%. Would that be any type of tea? Green tea, they just black listed tea? tea they just but, said but tea. in tea, it's pretty much mm-hmm. you know green and black. Okay. Yeah. Um, but water did a slightly better job than tea. Well, let's uh, hope so. I think water oh, yes. is pretty more <laughs> 23% reduction. Not a lot. It went from 22% re- lower to 23% lower. Okay. Wow. But here is the big shocker. Black coffee. 25 percent really whoa all right yeah as we are drinking our coffee mark and i just toasted so the awesome the the absolute lowest mortality in america is from black coffee drinkers Hmm. wow lower than water lower than tea and much much lower than artificially sweetened or sugary drinks so, wow. yeah. Okay. So if you're going to have a beverage to pick yourself up or to relax during the day, turns out black coffee has the lowest mortality rate associated with it. But it's got to be black coffee. Yeah. If you add sugar to it, uh oh. Now you've got Uh-oh. a sugary How about drink. Sweetener and a little bit of cream. <laughs> Yeah. So How about the vanilla more, latte, doctor? But see, once more, the sweeteners kicks you up to only a 5% reduction. Okay. But they, they didn't break it down by how you treated your coffee. It was just coffee. Coffee. So, <clears throat> but coffee gave you a 25% reduction below the, the median death rate in America, wow. which I thought was really pretty fascinating. Mm, we've, we've known for years that coffee lowers the risk of neurologic degenerative disorders. It, it has a significant drop in Parkinson's disease, for instance. And the more coffee you consume, the less chance you have of developing a, a degenerative neurologic wow. disorder. So the, the polyphenols in coffee are quite protective of our brains, but it turns out they also protect our hearts, our kidneys, and all those other common reasons for Americans to die. There we go. Mark, your coffee in the morning. Coffee. Hey, I drink probably four or five cups a day. There you go. You see? But I've been recently diagnosed with a different problem, which is a bit of a heart arrhythmia. Uh-huh. Oh, so, no. And they said that it could be from too much coffee. <laughs> oh, no. So it gets you one end and then, yeah. you know. You well, you know, know, there's a difference, though, is the caffeine versus the polyphenols. Okay. Okay. Um, although caffeine is a very potent anti-cancer drug, too. Hmm. Uh, so caffeine decreases your risk of cancer. The polyphenols decrease your risk of almost every other cause of death. But people that are sensitive to caffeine and take high doses of caffeine can indeed get cardiac dysrhythmias. Mm. So we're back to Dr. Mixon's first rule of medicine. Mm. You know, anything strong enough to help is strong enough to hurt. There's a trade-off in every decision we make. Wow. Yes. 
Well, could he could he do caffeine the first couple of uh, cups in the morning and then? Uh, I don't like decaf. I know. Uh, yeah, not or, only that, or, but as a friend of mine <clears throat> called it, why bother? Why it bother? Yeah. Oh, you're having. Well, I'm a getting cap- to where I really like uh, like a big glass of water too. <clears throat> yes. And another thing I, I'm really enjoying is uh, ice. Now I've heard ice is an indicator maybe of iron deficiency. Is that a wives' tale or is that true? I think it's a wives' tale. Um, you know, but. It, it's an indication of hot weather for me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, boy. Hey, let me give that phone number real quick. Uh, in fact, Mark, why don't you give that phone number for okay. people calling in today? Phone number to call today is 800 465 8770. That's 800 465 8770. Wonderful. Call in with your questions about coffee or anything with Dr. <laughs> That's Mixon. Right. That's right. Anything connected to medicine. We'll talk about your problems, your neighbor's problems, your friends, or just complaints and bitches about your insurance company mm. or <laughs> your local clinic or whatever. You know, we'll happy, happily to give you a radio-based second, third, or fifth opinion on whatever it is that worries you. So yeah. you know, give us a call. We're happy to chat. Very good. Those symptoms. Okay. What else besides coffee is uh, making news? That's that's wonderful. I thought that was really kind of that's a neat one. Like I, the I like the best, that. especially here in Seattle, where oh, yeah. you know I, I think they, there is a plan to check everyone's caffeine level uh, when they enter the state, and they, they, <laughs> they, they turn them back if there's not enough caffeine in their blood. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, well, obviously, COVID is still. Mm-hmm. No longer a national emergency. And in fact, the World Health Organization has now come out and said uh, it's not an emergency anymore. So okay. that's kind of nice. Of course, the World Health Organization has no idea what they're doing most of the time since they are a subsidiary <laughs> of the Chinese Communist Party anyway. So, you know, whatever they say is whatever the Chinese said. There we go. <laughs> so, but we'll... We'll ignore the World Health Organization because they have no practical impact on our lives. Okay. Now, uh, somebody had asked me, they said, did you hear about the vaccine that can help um, with pancreatic cancer? No, I heard that. Have you? Okay. Do you have any um, thoughts on that? Or is that true? Yeah, it appears to be true. Okay. Uh, But, you know, one of the wonderful things about modern medicine, and I know there's a lot of people are upset about the fact that we are using messenger RNA for our current vaccine development. But messenger RNA uh, technology allows us to develop vaccines that impact the immune system and uh, for good or for ill. But it turns out that for many of the cancers that have been almost universally fatal in the past, Mm -hmm. interventions in the immune response so that we can prime your own immune system to go out and find and kill those cancer cells is really growing apace. Uh, You know, for the last five or six years, we've now had some immunologic therapies basically helping people to become immune to their their uh, malignant melanomas and that has gone from almost 100 percent fatality rate you know to something down in the range of 15 or 20 percent um and now yes we have a new one for pancreatic cancer Uh, this is to help you if you have it already or to keep you from getting it. well right now it's against people that have had a cancer who have oh they've already been diagnosed but these cancer treatments will probably morph into protection at some point um you know the the one that uh probably has saved the most lives is actually the hpv vaccine oh which came out human papilloma yes that's the one they were really pushing yeah you know we got we got our first hints about human papilloma virus um way back in the 1980s somebody noticed that catholic nuns who were, you know, by their their order, not sexually active, uh, almost never got cervical cancer, hmm. which killed a fair number of people, including my grandmother. Um, so they started saying, well, gee, if people who are not sexually active, maybe this is a sexually transmitted disease, and it might be a virus or a bacteria. Well, it turned out that there was a virus, a human papilloma virus that uh, has more than 105, 110 different variants of of this virus. But we now know about 11 of them trigger cancers. Wow. Okay. Uh, And so they came up with a vaccine. The first one 
was against the first three or four of those virus serotypes. And then they came up with a second one that hit like seven. And now the latest one, I think, is hitting nine of the serotypes. Wow. Okay. And the recommendation was to give it first just to young girls before they hit puberty on the presumption that prepubescent girls not going to be sexually active. Okay. Get them before. Right. And so you would, you would protect the girls. Well, that begged the question, why not boys too? Because the girls mostly are getting it from boys. Uh, I mean, this is a sexually transmitted disease. So they then said, okay, now we'll do boys. And then they said, well, we'll do boys and girls up to 17. And then they said, hey, let's, let's now do it to people up into their mid-20s. And right now, the recommendation is men and women up until their mid-40s can get this vaccine. Wow. The, the okay. fascinating thing is that it was designed to prevent people from getting the HPV virus, which would prevent them from getting cancers. Well... <laughs> It's also turning out, even though it does not have an FDA approval for this, women who have dysplasia, that is a precancerous change in their cervix that is triggered by HPV, they clear their, their cervical abnormalities much better, much more effectively if you vaccinate them too. Okay. Okay. So this is one of those things that you know started out decades ago and now is getting wider and wider use. But this is really one of our first first opportunities to use your immune system to prevent a cancer. Mm. Now we're, we're looking at other reasons. Now we're, we're looking at ways now to prevent, for instance, hepatitis and to prevent um, uh, you know, cervical cancers, but now breast cancer, colon cancer, malignant melanoma. So... That's where we are with uh, with immunizations. Okay. Good news. Music says we've got to take a break. Yes. So Mark, take let's us there. Mark. Taking a break, but uh, write down this number and call it 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. This is Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Stay tuned for more. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years, but most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country. And I can tell you, whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. Hey, my wife and I are patients of yours for probably 12 years or so. I really appreciate all you guys do. We really do. Um, comes from my wife, too, because she just loves Dr. You, man. You know, they talk about everything. But uh, thank you very much, and you guys have a great weekend. I follow to pieces Each time I see you And we're back with Leading Edge Medicine and Dr. Jerry Mixon. Mark, sitting in with Lynette today. Lynette has uh, allergies that affect yes. her voice. Oh, thank you, Mark, for uh, for filling in for me. Hey, be sure and uh, call in right now with your questions, 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. And Paul was listening to our first segment there, and Dr. Mixon was talking about coffee and some interesting studies on that. And, uh, Paul, you have a question for uh, Dr. Mixon about these coffee studies. Hello, Paul. Yeah, morning. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've heard of this uh, acrylamide substance that's in mm -hmm. burnt 
uh, yes. a lot of burnt substances. But Any burnt again, carbohydrate, basically, yeah. Yep, that's right. And um, and uh, a few years ago, a judge was going to force uh, in California, like all coffee shops, to put a cancer warning <laughs> I know. on their doors. Um, and um, But there is some evidence that acrylamide is cancerous um, in yes. you know, maybe higher amounts, uh, but also based on how coffee's roasted. Like, I think mm-hmm. the, the darker ones are worse, they say. Um, yep. So what's your thoughts on that? And then okay. I'd like to mention real quick um, the artificial sweeteners. Okay. Well, but, coffee uh, is a bean, okay? And like just like, you know, all the beans, white beans, pinto beans, etc. coffee's a bean. So and it's a vegetable is what you're is, saying? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bean. It's a Starts legume. Starts out as a bean. It's a legume. And uh, so as such, it has a variety of phenols and polyphenols and carbohydrates, not much in the way of proteins. Um, But if you roast it, you break down some of the polyphenols and you convert some of the carbohydrates to acrylamides. Um, Actually, though, the biggest offender is toast. Uh, you, you take your, your white bread and you put it in the toaster and you put it at very high heat and that surface layer, you're kicking up lots and lots of acrylamides. You probably get a whole lot more from your morning toast than you do from your coffee. Wow. So, you oh, know. boy. Forgot about that. Okay. So, so yes, That's you've got to be cautious with any carbohydrate that gets overheated. Um, and so... Uh, Coffee, lighter roast coffees, A, I think they taste better, and B, they contain more of the the beneficial polyphenols than the dark roast, which is one of the reasons I'm not a fan of Starbucks coffee because it all tastes burned to me. <laughs> uh, so I like the, you know, the light roast coffee. Mm-hmm. And in an effort to actually get um, uh, the best out of the polyphenols for people that need it, uh, we actually put together a supplement several years ago that is a green coffee extract mm-hmm. in which we just take green unroasted coffee beans, gr- dry them, grind them into powder and use hot water to extract all the polyphenols and so on. And by taking a couple of the green coffee extract pills, you actually get all of the good stuff you'd get in several cups of coffee. Just not the feeling of sitting. Just back not and that warm, enjoying. fuzzy. Yeah. Wow. The, the and, stimulant and you know, the, what does it taste like? Yeah. <laughs> well, really? it's it's in a capsule, so you don't taste anything. Oh. You know, you uh-huh. just swallow the. Yeah, it's not That's as not. Yeah. yeah, not nearly as much fun as drinking coffee, but I do prefer the the light roasted coffee simply because you get more benefits and less acrylamides. Wow, and I, I think there. people. And the question here, real quick, on. You know, it's interesting why they roast coffee in the first place. Why don't they just use the green ones? But they say it would ruin a, a, a grinder because they're so hard. They're like rocks. So they That's have to right. roast them first. Precisely. Yeah. In fact, to get the, the green coffee extract, we actually have to have the, the manufacturers use a very, very precise, a, a special grinder to powder the cotton picking stuff. <laughs> it is like trying to grind boulders and yeah. So yeah, coffee beans are are an interesting invention. Yes. And uh, quite beneficial when used properly. But you know, I California's kind of a funny place. Um, do you realize that all cars sold in California have the cancer warning on it? Wow. Don't eat this car because of cancer? (laughs) No, it's it's actually the the solvents and stuff that go into the fabric uh, when they make the dashboards and the steering wheels and the seats and all the interior stuff. Wow. Well, there are those all outgas their synthetic fibers and you're in an enclosed place. And so you're outgassing from the synthetic fibers. And so every car sold in California has a cancer warning on it. Wow. Almost everything does, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to wonder. Cords, for example. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. But, so, so yeah. You I mean, but well, you live your life and you ignore the politicians yeah. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they. Moderation. I, I, <laughs> well, I try to warn folks that you know to govern means to control. 
You know, you put a governor on your car to limit the speed at which the car will go. Government is an organization whose entire purpose is to control what people do. And when you get, you know, very, very leftist governments like California's, they want to control every aspect of every word you say, every thought you think, everything you eat, drink, do, consume, use, get near. Wow. You know, uh, so. Is that why yeah. people are leaving the uh, state? That's one of the reasons. One of the yeah, reasons, That's one yes. of the reasons. I will never put a, a clinic in California unless they change their, their government a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. And Washington State is trying to drive me out, too, with their new with their new tax regimen, you know, on, uh, yeah, on well, investments. Yeah, well, doesn't happen. One quick thing, speaking of government and the uh, artificial sweetener, especially aspartame, yes. came to market. It's known as Rumsfeld's Poison. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever heard it called that. I have. In, in 1980, the FDA was not going to allow it to market. Rumsfeld had a lot of money in Monsanto. I guess, and he forced the FDA to stand down. That should never come to market because aspartame is a known carcinogen and it causes nerve damage, blindness in lab rats, all sorts of bad things. But it's so ubiquitous now that it's uh, the money is bigger than the health warning. Um, yep. You mentioned artificial sweetened drinks. And to me, as bad as the sugar drinks are you talk about, um, I would drink one of those any day before an artificial sweetener drink. The, Your thoughts? Yeah, the, well, yes, and I don't, I don't use most of the artificial sweeteners. Uh, I, but I'm not a big sweet fan anyway. Uh, you know, if I really want some sweet, I add a little bit of honey, which is a very complex sugar mixture. Um, so I try to stay away from from sweetness. Most of the time, uh, you know, a Chinese wife, you know, the a, most of the Asian population does not like really, really sweet stuff. Uh, you know, if you go get uh, go to a Chinese bakery and, and buy a cake, you'll find that instead of having you know grease and sugar for your frosting, which is all it really is, grease and sugar, um, they used whipped cream, mm-hmm. just whipped cream, unsweetened whipped cream, and on top they put in slices of fruit. So you get fruit well, and berries. Five thousand years of uh, of history, yeah. I guess, helps right with stuff like That's right. that. Knowing it really knowing, does. Uh, what's good for you? But yep. that that's very interesting. And and just wanted to top it off with that thing about aspartame. I think that uh, it shouldn't be in the market, and yet it's everywhere. But it is. So. No, yeah, you're right. It is, and and we're not going to get rid of it. You know, if you want to know what happens through much of life, you learn to follow the money. Uh, because most human behavior is chasing wealth and security. And yep. money is our current way of mm-hmm. providing wealth and security. It's a, it's a way of storing your labor. Uh, and so anything that provides lots and lots of cash is going to be very, very popular. That's just the real world. You, we don't have to like it, but we should recognize that that's the way the world functions. Well said. Thank you so much for your time. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Okay, that was great, uh, Paul, hearing about that. I have my own questions about artificial sweeteners, but maybe for another time. Mark, in for Lynette today. Lynette's voice is, uh, yes. will come in and out as we go along. <laughs> yeah, morning. you'll hear me. <laughs> but I'm, I've been tasked with giving the phone number, 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770 if you have a question for Dr. Mixon about any kind of health concern. And obviously he has some opinions about politics in California and other things, too. P- opinions about everything. Oh, on we Earth, love it. Just about. One, of the, one of the consequences of being you know nearly 76 years old here this summer uh, is I've lived long enough to see a whole lot of stuff about which I have formed opinions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, and... Uh, but, uh, I, I always had to remind myself of the old saw, you know. Uh, there are people who are never in doubt, but often wrong. And, <laughs> so, hey, well, well, no doubt about the, the number to call. It's 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. Take a quick break here. Back with more of Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon.
Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I would like to thank you for having this program and for having your longevity uh, program. If I listen on the radio, I always learn something, and it keeps me on the straight and narrow. I think, boy, I need to take some more responsibility for myself. And welcome back to Leading Edge Medicine today. Be sure and call right now with your questions for Dr. Mixon, 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. And Mark uh, helping Lynette today, whose uh, voice has gone a little bit south. <laughs> it's a little south here. Now, I don't have the voice problems with my hay fever. I oh, just, you don't. I have the, the, uh, the eyes. The eyes, more. the itchy. Yeah, the eyes for me. Uh, ears hasn't, and throat for hasn't, me. Hasn't hit me too bad yet so okay. far. I don't know what's in the air. But uh, I wanted to find out more from Dr. Mixon, a little bit about uh, his history since I'm newer to the show. Uh, why did you start Longevity Medical Clinic? Oh, that's a big. That's I a love big this subject. story. The best story something ever. About, something about a side of beef. I heard. Well, no, that was back oh, when I was a country oh, doctor. Country doctor. Uh, yeah. okay. You know, love the country doctor. Out, out in a little Dr. ranching Mason. community, and we a lot of people. Almost nobody had insurance, and so you know, if if they had cash, they paid cash, and if they didn't have cash, we bartered. And so, yeah, I've done a, you know, I've done a hysterectomy for half a side of beef. Okay. Once <laughs> delivered a baby for a, a carpenter to build me a redwood deck. There you go. <laughs> How about a broken arm, Dr. Mixon? What would a broken arm setting it in a cast? That would depend. Maybe a you chicken know, or two? In the olden days, back when I was a lad in medicine, uh, medical ethics required that you, you charge different amounts for people based on their ability to afford it. Mm. You know, if you were treating rich people, you charge more than if you're treating poor people. And if they were poor enough, you treated them for free or you made just some gesture for it. Uh, that went away, actually, in the 1980s when um, uh, Medicare came in play. The government did not want doctors to have a variety of charges for people of different rates. They said, no, we need to know what you're going to charge. And so basically insurance companies and mostly the government insurance companies insisted that we set up a standard rate. Okay. Uh, so everybody had to be charged the same no matter what. But then they modified that and said, no, we want the government to get the best deal. So if you're treating somebody that has Medicare or Medicaid, you have to give them a better rate than anybody else. Mm. Um which I guess in some ways was a return to the past, but we weren't allowed to charge the wealthy more. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, but then the private insurance company said, well, it's not fair that you give Medicare and Medicaid better rates than you give us. And so that ratcheted the rates down for oh. everybody. And so that's why when you get a hospital bill, you'll see that the, the total bill may be 
$85,000 and what's actually paid is 13000 mm. you know? <laughs> because So nobody, nobody pays the eighty five except someone who has no insurance. Okay. Now, if you have no insurance, if you're a 20-year-old kid starting off in life making the least amount of money you'll ever earn in your life and you don't have insurance, you pay the highest rate. Wow, because that makes sense. No. No, it, it no does sense not. At all. Not you know, at all. Because you're, you're looking at old folks like us you know, that have been working and producing and accumulating assets for decade after decade after decade. You know, in my 70s, I've been, I went to work full-time at 17. Uh, and so if anybody could afford the higher rates, it's actually the elderly, most of them. I mean, there are those who never accomplished much in the way of, of, of asset accumulation in their life. But but the richest group in America are those over 60. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're looking at that at, as a large group. Uh, and that's just because they've been working the longest. And their peak earning years were in that 50 and 60 range. You know, that's when they made the most money in their lives because they were going up the economic ladder as the, the decades went by. So it's always kind of struck me odd that, that when I go to the, go to the movie, I get a discount. <laughs> the senior <laughs> yeah. discount. Right. Yeah. My wife, who's 30 years my junior, does not. Uh, you know, and the, and, and the young guy who's got, you know, a wife and three small children and he's, he's in his mid twenties and he's making buttkiss. <laughs> he gets charged, you know, oh, full, full freight and I get the, I get the discount. It makes no sense, mm. you know, but that's just the way the world is structured. Mm. And so, um, I guess we've wandered far afield from why I started longevity. That's right. But yeah, but I, yeah, I did the first 20 some years of my, medical practice as a country doctor. And what happened was I realized that I was no longer actually getting to work for the patients. Mm. I was effectively an employee of the insurance companies, you know, because they told me what tests I could run. They told me what I could charge. They told me what I could collect. They told me how often I could see patients for even any given diagnosis. Wow. I mean, basically, Medicare, Medicaid, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, these were the, were my new employers. And I was providing services to patients on behalf of my real employer, the insurance company. Because when people stopped paying their own bill, they lost control of their medical care. Because in the real world, whoever's paying the bills makes the rules. I mean, that's the, you yeah. know. And so the, the guy who's paying the bills makes the decisions, makes the rules. And when, so when patients stopped paying their own medical bills, they lost control of their medical care. When doctors accepted the insurance company, Medicare, Medicaid, the whole group, they lost control of their medical practice. They became effective employees of the government or the private insurance companies. And that really bothered me. And, and it came to a head sometimes when I would have a patient and I would write a prescription for them and I would get a nasty gram from the insurance company and said, you shouldn't be using that brand. We want you to use this brand for our patients. Well, it turns out they were actually very equivalent drugs, but the insurance company got one cheaper than the other. Oh. So they wanted me to change the prescription to what they wanted written. And then a year later, when they changed their supplier, I get another letter saying, we want you to change from the one you're currently using, the one they, they told me I had to use, to the new one that they now got a cheaper price for. And I finally just said, you know what? I don't work for you. I want to work for the patient. But that means I need a medical practice in which I actually work for the patient. And so that was my incentive to start looking around and say, how do I get out of this insurance-driven rat race, the assembly line medicine, and go back to doing what I think will help the patients the most. And thus, Longevity Medical Clinic was born. And thus, we're on the track to it. That was, yeah, that, was, that was where I started moving in that direction, because the other thing that I realized was that despite writing lots and lots of prescriptions and doing lots and lots of tests and spending lots and lots of money on medicine, people were going downhill over time. And each time I would see them year by year by year, they'd be worse than the year before. And I became aware that the technology exists 
to turn that around to a large extent. And so I said, why do I want to wait until people have all of these diseases and then intervene for the diseases when we know how to prevent the vast majority of those diseases? We know how to make people stronger and faster and leaner and smarter and sexier and happier and generally healthier. Why don't we do that instead? Well, the answer, of course, is because insurance is designed to treat diseases, not prevent diseases. Mm -hmm. And so when people say, well, why don't you accept my insurance? They got it backwards. The insurance doesn't accept what we do. We don't let you get sick. We keep you strong, fast, lean, smart, and sexy. And you're not sick, you're just old. And they don't treat old because old is a natural process. So longevity is not covered by insurance. But it should be because getting old is what kills everybody eventually. That's true. We all die of yeah. that disease, yes. right? Any condition that kills 100% of its victims should be treated. And that's aging. <clears throat> so the, the underlying disease we should be treating more than any other is the aging process. Hence, Longevity Medical Clinic came to be because it's not covered by insurance. It does let me work for the patient. If I make the patient happy, they stay with us. And if I make the patient unhappy, they shouldn't stay with us. <laughs> so it's it's free, you know, free. It's, it's individual freedom. You get to choose what you do and don't want to do with your life. And if going on a fancy vacation on a cruise ship is worth more to you than having a strong, fast, lean, smart, sexy life, then go take your cruise ship vacation. But the reality is that cruise ship vacation is going to cost you just as much as a year at Longevity Medical Clinic. Mm. And so... Got to decide. You decide. It's yeah. a matter of priorities. You know, what is your priority in life? I had a patient one time who, who actually told me... Um, she had been a patient for several years, and she was doing very well. But she said, you know, I had a hankering for a fancy new car. And I had to sit down and think. I couldn't afford the fancy new car and the next year in your clinic. So I had to decide, do I want to take my healthy, newer body out of my old, decrepit car or my older, decrepit body out of my newer car? And I decided the body was more important than the car. So she's been a patient for years and years and years thereafter and she feels great she's happy she's faster leaner strong fast lean oh, smart yes. and sexy hmm, that's what we want and that tends to make you happy very good and you're still doing the health analysis appointments that you offered since the very beginning yeah well the health analysis appointment is basically an introduction it lets you fill out the the paperwork we get a history we see what life has done to you up till now which tells us a lot about where your future lies and then we do two simple free tests we do a hemoglobin a1c which measures the amount the nut percentage of your red blood cells that have been damaged by glucose by sugar blood sugar and we know that the higher the percentage of your red cells that have been damaged by glucose the faster your brain is going to shrink, the faster your joints are going to degenerate, the faster your heart is go, going to go bad, your risk of strokes and heart attacks go up. The other thing we do is an in-body, which measures the amount of fat and muscle in all four extremities and in your core, your visceral fat. And it turns out that visceral fat especially produces more than 80 different atherogenic, pro-inflammatory peptides, enzymes, and cytokines. People think of fat as something that looks bad, but I don't care about the looks as much. I'm after the fact that it is a very active, destructive hormone, enzyme, and peptide-producing gland. And the more of that gland you've got, the faster your body's going downhill. 20% of the cancer in America is caused by being overweight. Okay, fat kills with cancer. 300% increase in dementia if you have a BMI of 30. Okay, 270% uh, increase in death from cardiac disease. Okay, 500% increase in diabetes over lean people. Um, 
you know, so when we look at degenerative joint disease and diabetes and strokes and heart attacks and dementia, that simple measurement of the amount of muscle to fat ratio is incredibly important. So with those two simple tests and your history, we then can decide, should we do a, a big panel on you? If you're high risk, we need to get this large panel. So for about 600 bucks, we'll do a $2,000 plus panel for only 600 bucks, and throw in an hour with a doctor who's going to sit down and go over all of that data. Yes. And give you a pretty good idea of what it's going to take to get you where you ought to be. And that is so priceless. Being able to talk to your doctor for an hour. And wow. then you get to decide, do you want to be a patient or not? Mm-hmm. And if you decide that you want to get slow, fat, weak, dumb, and sexless, then you just go about your merry way and go that way. And if you decide you, instead of being slow, fat, weak, dumb, and sexless, you'd rather be strong, fast, lean, smart, and sexy, well, then you become a patient. There you go. Mark, did you catch all that? Oh, yeah, (laughs) uh, that is quite a bit of information. And to find out more about your free health analysis appointment, you can call 1-866-86-YOUNG. That's 1-866-86-YOUNG. And more details as well at lmclinic.com. Taking a quick break here, back with... A question from Ann in some mamish about cholesterol after we come back with more of Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. The thing I like the most about everything that I've learned from Dr. Mixon is it all makes very logical and intuitive sense. It's not something I really have to wonder, well, I wonder if that's really true. It just this whole encompassing approach always um, makes a lot of sense to me, and that's really what sold me on the whole, the whole package. Everybody's going out and having fun. I'm just a fool for staying home and having none. I can't get over how she set me free. And we're back with more of Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon. Mark uh, helping Lynette today, whose voice is a little bit froggy. Oh, yeah. I used to like go froggy when I was a boy. (laughs) Just don't like to sound froggy. Tadpoles and frogs. Tadpoles and frogs. Number to call is 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. And in Sammamish called that number. She has a question for Dr. Mixon about uh, cholesterol. Hi, Ann. Hello, Annie. How can I help? I, you know, I'm concerned about about my cholesterol because um, I, I'm confused about why my excellent diet and my, um, uh, you know, efforts to keep my cholesterol in a good range are just not successful. Um, I I tried red red yeast rice for years and uh-huh. it still didn't pull it down. So um, finally, my doctor has put me on a statin. I. Um, I'm looking for an alternative. I really, you know, I've been listening to you for years, and I don't think that you really prefer statins as a cure-all. <laughs> no, and, I don't. Um, so, <laughs> and I want, I, I, I would really, um, well, I've had some results too that you sort of warned against, which is, you uh-huh. know, um, uh, pains, of muscle and joint pains that I haven't had before. So, yes. you know, I'm, I, I, I am old, 
but I am very healthy. I don't have any diseases, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best. So help okay. me out here. All right. Well, first of all, I do use statins occasionally. I mean, we about 5% of our people that have elevated cholesterols, we need a statin to control. But 95% of them, we don't. Uh, so it is possible to control it for most people. There's a couple of things going on with uh, with cholesterol and and the, the purported need for statins. First of all, cholesterol is critical for life. It is not a decoration. It is not a bad thing. Without cholesterol, you would be dead in a matter of minutes. Okay. Cholesterol metabolism is critical for brain function, for every muscle in your body, uh, including those in your gut and your heart. And so... When you use a statin and you drive down cholesterol, you're not just driving it down in the bloodstream, you're driving it down in the tissues. And so that, that brain fog, the memory issues, the mood swings, the, the muscular pains, the, the muscular weakness is a result of interfering with cholesterol metabolism within the brain and the muscles and the heart and so on. So, you know, we, we don't want to drive cholesterol in those tissues down. Uh, what we're trying to do is to prevent damaged cholesterol, oxidized cholesterol that has been damaged by either sugar or free radicals from clogging up your arteries. Um, but there's other ways to do that. You know, when you were young, your cholesterol was probably not very high unless you have a genetic defect. There are people that have a genetic propensity for high cholesterol. And they'll start with high cholesterol very early. Okay. And about one third of the cholesterol in your blood at any given moment is from your diet. Two thirds of the cholesterol in your bloodstream is recycled cholesterol. You, you use the cholesterol. It is the mother hormone. You use it to make every steroid hormone in your body. So, pregnenolone, progesterone, uh, dehydroepiandosterone, testosterone, estradiol, cortisol, all of these are made out of cholesterol, okay? So we have to have it to have all of those hormones we need for life. Um, when you were young, your body was very good at making all of those hormones out of cholesterol. But as you've been aging, those end organs that make the other hormones, they're getting old and they're not working as well. Your ovaries were not making estrogen and progesterone like they used to. Your, your adrenals are not making cortisol like it used to. Your thyroid is not making thyroid like it used to. And so as those hormone levels start to drop, your body says, wait a minute, all this good stuff that I need to function well, there's less and less of it. Maybe if I raise the cholesterol, the substrate that we make it out of, we'll get more of it. But it doesn't work because even though you now have more cholesterol being produced, those end organs can't use the cholesterol because they're just getting old and fragile and weak. And so we, we're kind of caught in a loop. As your hormone levels are declining, your cholesterol tends to be rising and it's not just because of what you eat, because you're recycling. You use it, you break it apart, you then recoup all those components from your gut, bring them back into the liver and make new cholesterol out of it. Um, what we're finding in our clinic is that when we put back all of those hormones that your body needs, all that, that pregnenolone, progesterone, dehydroepiandosterone, testosterone, estradiol, etc., your hormone levels now become very easy to control. Your cholesterol will come down much more easily because you're not trying to drive this reaction anymore. You've now got enough of the stuff that you're supposed to make out of cholesterol. So you don't try to make more cholesterol. You got plenty. So what we find in our clinic is that just the process of replacing all of those hormones, not just one, all of them, helps us to lower cholesterol dramatically without having to resort to statins. So why isn't it working for me when I'm, I am a one of your patients? I don't know, unless you're one of those who have a genetic trait. 
And you might be mm. part of that 5% we have to use a statin on because we don't have another choice. But then the interesting thing is, if one statin causes uh, ad- adverse side effects, sometimes a different statin, because molecularly they're a bit different and they work differently in your body, sometimes just changing to a different statin will decrease the side effects. So even if you are one of those five, but the first thing I want to do is I'd, I'd want your doctor to take a good look at where your levels are. Let's make sure that all of your hormone levels are as are high enough to give you as much relief as we can. Okay. Because there's a range. If you're in the bottom of our range that we're shooting for, you might do better in the middle or the upper part of that range. So first thing I would talk to your doctor about is what happens if we, A, take a look at all of my levels, try to move all of them a little higher within our target range, and then B, if that still doesn't work, what can we do with perhaps a different statin? Because some statins have more side effects than others, and just switching the statin will sometimes do the job too. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Right. So, so and, you know, and I'm just assuming, I'm just assuming that the, the, the joint pains that I've been having lately are related to that. It could be, you know, who knows, something yeah, else. But, it could be so. other things. But, of course, the way to find out is you stop the satin for a couple of weeks, and if the joint pain all goes away... And then it comes back when you restart the statin, you pretty much got your answer. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so it's just right. a, you know, a, a pause in the medication and then a restart will often give you an answer, too. But, you know, about, but, but it would, about, would it also about, require um, a test, um, you know, retesting it? Well, yes, sure. We, we would want to keep yeah. a close eye on what's happening. But, you know, about 30% of people that take statins have significant side effects. 70% don't, you know. Uh, and so most of the time, the statins don't cause all these problems. But for some people, they're just debilitating and they just don't tolerate it. And so the question is, is it the statin that's causing your problem? If so, yeah. let's try, you know, what else can we do? Okay. Right. Okay. And it isn't a super serious problem either. I can tolerate a little pain, you know, every once in a while. Well, I understand, but I'd rather you okay. not hurt if yeah, we have a choice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate understanding this better. Um, okay. That's important. All yeah. Right. Thank you. Take care, my dear. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Thank Anne. And uh, we go quickly to another call, Bill in Bremerton, uh, kind of a open-ended subject here. Boy, what's the best way to lose weight? Bill, hi. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Dr. Mixon, I'm I'm a patient of longevity uh-huh. and I I'm eighty years old. Okay. And I swim three times a week. Uh-huh. Um, a mile and a half each time in an hour and fifteen minutes. Wow. Very and, good. Very good, yeah. And I work full time and I do construction. Uh-huh. And I feel I feel like um, since becoming a patient of yours, I've increased muscle mass and I've increased, you know, stamina Good. and strength. Good. Because I upped up the amount I swim. And um, so I feel like I'm an 80-year-old trapped in a 40-year-old body. All right. Well, that's good. That's much better than being 40 trapped in an 80-year-old body. That's right. 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 Uh, But because of the amount of output, um, my weight is very stable. It has Uh always been fairly stable, never fluctuated a ton um, throughout my life. Uh, However, and I have lost some, I just would like to lose more. But, of course, because I'm so active, I... I probably eat too much. I try to eat very healthy. Uh-huh. Um, I eat lots of greens, um, raw vegetables. Okay. And but, but if you're a patient, so, then every time you go into the clinic, you're getting your in body done. What is yes, your? I just had that done. Okay. What's your percentage of body fat? Um. Twenty 
23.2. Okay. So you're a little higher than our target. We, we like men to be 20 or below. Okay. Uh, so for a man, about 12 to 20 is a, is a, the, in a, the mid range, of course, 15, 16, 17 is, is what we're generally shooting for in a young man. At 80, we expect a little higher, but we got to take a break. I'm, when we come back, don't you go away. Stay right there. We're going to talk a little bit more about how we can shift that metabolism around, okay? okay. So we'll be back in about two minutes. Okay, hang in there. And if you have a question as well today, you're listening, call 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. It's Longevity Medical Clinic with Dr. Jerry Mixon. 